Hello, this is Roger Lee at rogerleedance.com, and you are listening to The App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast. Straight from your host, Paul, The App Guy. Sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. The App Guy Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I am your host, it's Paul Kemp, and it's with great pleasure that I have tonight uh, the founder and CEO of appzinemachine.com, that's appzinemachine.com, and also appclover.com. So there's two great resources that I feel that you should go and check out. Uh, put, put a pause on the podcast, go and check those out, come back, and uh, it's great that we've managed to get the founder of uh, those two uh, fantastic websites. So Len, really warm. Well, welcome to you on the App Guy podcast. Well, thanks, Paul. I really appreciate the time here and uh, having me on. I, I, I think we're going to have a blast. Yeah, sure. So perhaps you can just tell us a little bit about uh, the two businesses that you're running. Definitely. Our, our main company, our parent company is App Clover. Um, and if you go to appclover.com, and that's just A-P-P and Clover, like four-leaf clover.com, uh, you'll see that it's, it's a number one rated monetization and marketing resource uh, site for app developers and appreneurs. Uh, people who want to um, do apps as a business, <laughs> in other words. We started that actually back in May of 2012, I believe, if, uh, if my memory serves me correctly. And uh, shortly after we opened that up and started, um, we, I think we have about 34, 35 contributors on that, uh, from the app space that contribute to that website. And, and it was shortly after that that we actually got introduced to a certain specific niche or, or category of the app store, which we're going to be talking more about, um, Apple's newsstand. And thus, AppZine Machine, which is our flagship product, was, was born then. And it's our actual do-it-yourself mobile magazine um, app creator. Now, what inspired you to uh, launch App Clover for a start? That's, let's start with that one because it's yeah. such a great idea. How did you, you know, get the creative idea for that? Well, thanks. I, thanks, Paul. I, I appreciate the kudos. You know, flattery will get you everywhere. <laughs> yeah. but, but no, I mean, I really seriously, I've been in marketing for uh, 25 years and, and doing joint ventures and so forth. And so I had been in, in other market. I sold a company in 2010 and had been doing some other stuff and watching that the, the markets are, were really changing out there. Where people were spending their attention and their focus was changing to more of a mobile. Apps were going crazy at the time. And, you know, this was going back into, you know, late 2011 or so forth. And um, I thought at that time, there's got to be a way that a non-techie like myself can actually get into the market. And at that time, it was really... I didn't have any idea of how to be able to get in, but I have built a network over the years of, you know, marketing friends and that type of idea. And one of them, actually, two of them, actually, co-founded a company called App Business Brokers. And they were actually, they, they sell and um, act as middlemen or agents, like a real estate agent, for app portfolios, app, app businesses um, on the larger end, usually, as well as internet businesses as well. And so I banged on their door and said, guys, I want in. I, I want to be able to have a look at 
the behind the scenes app market. And I want to do it in a really unique way. So, you know, let me in. <laughs> We've been friends <laughs> for like eight years. So, so they're like, yeah, yeah, come on in and do some business development for us. And it'll be a great window in, into the market. So, you know, ignorance on fire, Paul, I, I went nuts and I contacted a ton of different um, entrepreneurs out there and companies asking them if they wanted to sell their, their app portfolios and companies. And I got you know, people that were huge, absolutely huge companies, um, you know, wanting half a billion dollars for their for their enterprises, right down to the smaller entrepreneurs that were, you know, that were just sort of, you know, just had built a small app business and wanting to sell it. And I noticed that all of them had one main real pain point, and that was their marketing and the monetization of their apps. So that after, I, I seen that for about three or four months, and I, I had uh, a good friend, Matt Lutz, that was also in the marketing space and we had both, you know, done product launches and, you know, been in the information um, and content marketing business for last decade. And so I, I contacted him and said, you know, let's take the, the marketing sphere that we have, the, all the experts that were, you know, in our network that we've built, you know, up friendships with over the last years and, and let's put it a mobile spin on it and let's, let's actually go in and help app people market their apps and let's get into it ourselves fully and, and, and create a, a site that's a resource site and learn at the same time. So that was App Clover being born. And, you know, it, it was a fantastic endeavor. It still is a fantastic endeavor. It's a great site, gets a lot of traffic, that type of idea. But, you know, Paul, what we noticed after we got in and, and started really getting to know the market and doing some quotes for some very large companies on an app marketing services basis, we found that the market you know, we always said that there, the market will change and it's not necessarily a bad thing, but competition is going to heat up and then all of a sudden it's going to take money, a budget and marketing and it becomes a real business to be able to really make a lot of money with it. And so, you know, I think that came a lot sooner than we expected, to be honest, in, in that way. We did a, a quote for a company um, that was outside of North America that already had a game app that was doing, um, you know, hundreds of thousands a month, um, if not millions at, at, at that time a month. And they wanted to break into the, the North American market with a bang. And they wanted to get in the top 10 and stay there. And so we did a, a, an extensive, I think it was a 90-page quote. We did, we did a huge research wow. project for them. And it was an incredible eye-opener for us because what we figured out from that quote was that to be able to buy money, utilizing money and, and, and just utilizing a, a market spend to be able to buy your way into that, you know, um, space of top 10 network, you know, of the uh, app store, North American, um, would cost approximately $96,000 a day to get in and stay there. And that, our, our mouths just dropped. And we went, okay, the market's changing, but with every change breeds also with it huge opportunity. And I think in, in all over in the iOS spa space, that, that's happening now. I think quality is winning out a lot. I think that if you're doing a quality product, you don't have any, uh, near as much to be able to concern yourself with. Um, I think a lot of times the piggybackers on there wanting just a quick buck are the ones that maybe will be hurt in this next, you know, this next while. If they yeah, so talking about that, Len, in terms yeah. of piggybacking, that is me. I, uh, 
I just thinking back to some of the failures I've had in my past uh, on, on the in- internet. Learning, and, learning, learning yeah, mistakes. There right, we go. <laughs> well, one of them was, uh, it was about, oh, maybe two and a half years ago. I just, uh, it was a two or three month project, but I set up a marketplace to uh, broker apps. So oh. the buying and selling of apps, uh, called it Twist Mob. And I got some investment, you know, to back that idea and, uh, we put it, uh, put the marketplace up and uh, got a little bit of traction and then someone hacked our servers and I forgot to back the whole thing up and uh, oh. uh, and then the investment money kind of dried up and I thought ah, I'm just going to put this on ice. Uh, there's you know there's some good uh, businesses out there that are doing similar things, yeah. but uh, I thought that the idea was pretty solid and it just it brings a joy to me that you know hearing you and the story about the uh, the app business brokers and uh, how they're. You know, they, they are obviously doing a very similar thing and it's obviously yeah. working out for them. They they are, they do. And they do a very, very customized type approach where it's like, uh, it's, it's very similar to a real estate agent where they represent you and so you have a very personal relationship with them and that type of idea. And and, and yeah, very, very classy guys in, in every which way. I've known them, like I said, for years and years, been good friends. So, so who's buying the portfolios, Len? I mean, I just feel like there's so much content here that we're, we're going yeah, uh, to probe you now. So, serious uh, one, serious two. Yeah, I know. Eh? The, the, who's buying them really um, at that time? And I think still right now, the funny thing is, is although the, the mobile gives it a, a, a really weird valuation twist, which means, you know, usually you evaluate a business on the last, you know, 12 months trailing revenue and that you go, okay, that, and it, and you know, usually it's one and a half to three times that, that you sell your business for. And that, you know, there are always weirdnesses or strangeoid things that, you know, go off that path. And that's where mobile actually injected the app business injected into it. Because I mean, there were, there were stuff I heard of one out there and I, I couldn't even remember what niche it was in or anything, but it went for 28 times what it was making. Now, that in a normal business doesn't swing it. But in the app business, because of the trend and because of what it was doing, um, you know, weird things would happen. But, but the, inv- the people that were buying those things were looking for reliable income. And, and that's what people who buy businesses are looking for. And that's where the crossover with some of the app market is, is faltering because a game might be really, 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 really hot right this month. But what's to say that next year, this time, it's going to be this hot or hotter? Because people's attention spans are fickle. And that's what we started seeing as we started going, okay, what's the difference between this and something that invest or uh, not investors, but um, that, that a buyer would come along and salivate at? And what we came away with was residual or renewal income that was based on something that was not a tickle me fancy type of approach but instead the person was getting extreme value out of it there was value in their life and so we came back to what has always been and that is content you know content is king and and it really is all over across the board and we started looking at different ways through that apps were delivering content in that way and that is how we stumbled across mobile magazines and apple newsstand at the time and since then I mean, it's grown. That was about six months after the newsstand launched. And I mean, in the past year alone, um, it's grown 400%. Um, you know, it, it, it garners the newsstand. I, I heard this and I can't remember where it's from. And it's, it was really bugging me this week because I really would like to know that. But it, I'll share it with just the statement that I don't know where it's from. But I did hear it that it, the newsstand is garnering 30% of iOS time. 
now as well with a little over 6,000 magazines on it already. Um, so, you know, we looked at that and as old content marketer guys, we looked and went, wow, like you can put video, you can do audio, you can do surveys, opt-ins, you can do a whole bunch of stuff. And at that time, the market was still relatively new. I mean, uh, like, you know, six months after. Now it's it's growing and it's starting to heat up extremely, uh, you know, but the opportunity is that there's still way more searches going on within the Apple newsstand for titles than there are titles to match those searches, which bing, bing, bing. For, for a ah, okay. Yeah. So I almost a feeling that there's a whole new industry that could uh, arise here, which is the optimization of newsstand, you know, in terms of keyword yep. searches. You better believe it. You better. So anyone listening out there now who's you know wondering what they could do with their time to build up you know some authority in a niche, well, there's a niche for you. We could call it a, a NEO newsstand uh, optimization. No. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and the App Store optimization is very similar in a lot of ways. Yet there's nuances to the newsstand mm -hmm. as well. But you know, Paul, they're still even adding categories. It's that new. Newsstands wow. is still, but at the same time, when you look at the the numbers of what's going on in the mobile market, um, the prediction is that next, as of next year, 2015, there's going to be 500 million um, tablets sold every year, year after year, till about 2020-21. That's that's an amazing market every year that's being launched, and and with every iPad, the newsstand is showcased right on the front empty racks are empty waiting and beckoning for you to fill them with magazines of your interest and these magazines that there's we found so far 28 different ways to monetize a mobile magazine and we actually have some stuff out that that magazines you know newsstand apps versus game apps as an example and the differences are so juicy it's the reason why we've spent a hefty six figures and the last 22 to 23 months building a do-it-yourself, non-coder needed, non-developer designer needed, um, uh, WYSIWYG drag-and-drop editor-based uh, mobile magazine design and publishing platform called Abzine Machine. And really, it allows anybody without any coding skills whatsoever to be able to create a mobile magazine around their hobbies, skills, passions, knowledge base, um, or their business. They make incredible lead generators, prospecting tools, sales tools. But more than that, if you've got a passion or if you've got something that you want to turn into lifestyle income, do it through a magazine and get renewable residual income because they you can offer subscriptions. And people are paying right now out there for subscriptions. And the, the conversion rate that Bon Years is seeing for some of their magazines is 30 to 40% of people that download a magazine will actually subscribe. That's huge. That is huge enormous. Numbers. This, this you know, is a really new area for me, Len, and you're going to have to yeah. bear with me because I really, uh, I'm actually, I've been a fan of uh, the smartphone. I've had an iPad for years uh, when they first came out. I have never used Newsstand, and I just put it, and it's one of those apps that kind of goes on the second screen. I never really gave it much thought. And of course, it's really uh, profitable to follow Apple. Uh, with successful launches. Yeah. And if newsstand, uh, this is really news to me. And uh, so, so explain then how we can use AppZine Magazine to launch our own magazines, because I know there's a lot of app developers right now who are thinking that maybe, maybe that's a great launch pad for their business, uh, makes, makes it a broader business. 
but perhaps you could just describe to us uh, the, the actual process of uh, launching a magazine on the iOS store. Of course, of course. Yeah, Paul. And that's a great question. I mean, really, I'm, I'm going to take you from idea um, right right through it. It's very, very simple. We've, we've actually created a full turnkey system. And that's, you know, one of the differentiation marks between us and everybody else out there is not only the coding factor, everybody else, you need to be a developer, you need to be a techie and no code to be able to publish. Um, and another thing out there too is you have to, with everybody else out there in the world that, that you do a magazine through, you have to de design the magazine in some sort of design platform, InDesign or Keynote or something outside and then upload it in PDF. So that's the only way you can do it out there right now. With us, you can do that, but you can also go in and use our WYSIWYG editor and drag and drop your content into our page templates that are designed professionally so that it looks awesome. But you just drag and dropped content. You, 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 didn't, you didn't touch code. You didn't do back-end stuff at all. It's all just front-end WYSIWYG. So you, you ask the question, you know, what's the process? So say I have, an, you know, say I'm not a business. Say I'm an app developer person, an appreneur who wants to be able to create a, a lifestyle income, a residual income every month for myself of, you know, maybe maybe five or 6000 a month. Okay, so I'm taking that as, as a beginning step. Um, I, I would, you know, first we have a full training um, that takes you through right from if you don't have an idea, right walks you through to here's how to pick, you know, there's four basic publishing pillars or pathways that we talk about that, that are major publishing all, you know, the, the pathways that people publish, you know, health, wealth, beauty, that type of idea. And we, we, we get you to be able to list all the stuff that you are passionate about, all you're good at, that type of idea, your knowledge basis, and get to narrow it down and then do niche research on that market and find out what the newsstand has for it. Chances are, right now, Paul, you can pretty well turn yourself around like you're playing pin the tail on a donkey and hit almost any niche out there and have very little, if any, competition. Uh, it's it's pretty amazing, and it, it's why we're so excited, and why why we're we're launching a big platform for it, is because of the fact that we feel that not since the beginning of ebook days um, has there been an opportunity to be able to dominate a niche with a, an income producer like this, and and so okay, so I have an idea, I, I maybe I, I you know I'm good at fixing cars, or or here I'll give you an example, I'm good at playing drums. Okay, no, I'm not, but <laughs> I, I'll give you a better example. I'm I'm good at getting podcasts out and then there you transcribing go. those uh, into episodes, and uh, yeah, so that maybe Perfect. use that idea. Well, <laughs> not, and, and and as an not that I have a vested interest, obviously. <laughs> yeah, well, and as a funny example, one of our members um, on our platform is doing a podcast magazine. And so all the podcasts are going to be in the magazine. People pick the magazine up; they can listen to the podcast right out of the magazine. Oh, great. Okay, so yeah, it's funny that you mentioned you mentioned that. I was going to say the reason why I picked drums is there's another gentleman out there um, who has a, a mobile magazine about guitar and guitar lessons, and he's doing six figures a year with that one magazine, and all it is guitar lessons. So I, I picked drums because I know there's nobody with a drum um, teaching magazine out there right now. It's not. It doesn't exist out there. So as an example, there are so many other things that doesn't, doesn't exist. So say I take a, you know, a podcasting magazine, and that's what my magazine's going to be about. I, I then move forward, or you know, drums, whatever. I move forward with that, and I, you know, we have training that teaches you how to get content. 
you know, you may be a person that wants to do a little bit of content yourself, or you may be a person that wants to outsource everything, or you may be a person that wants to actually go out in the market within that niche and get the celebrity, well-known, the authority builders in that market, the writers already, the authors, to be able to contribute to your magazine, which we also have video teaching, tutorial teaching that teaches you right from step one and how to do it. I've done it for the last 10 years. I've never paid for content, ever. And I've got it from everyone from Deepak Chopra, Sports Illustrated, and the list goes on and on. Um, so we teach how to be able to do that within ours uh, as a proprietary method as well. And how to reach out, it's just by email. It's, it's very easy. Most, most people that are in a market and are, are the expert in that market are always looking for exposure to continue propping them up as an expert. That's yeah, how it I'm works. Almost, almost thinking as well, Len, that we've had so many guests on the show that are huge content creators themselves. And I'm thinking along the lines of we had Laura Berg, who does the uh, sign language for babies, and she's mm. getting millions and millions of uh, YouTube views. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. yeah, we've had uh, like the guy who runs uh, freejazzlessons.com, oh, uh, a yeah. huge uh, content creator. And of course, uh, I almost feel like I need to go back and uh, have another interview with those guys because they're not. They're, none of them mentioned this at all. You know, they're all focused on getting the content out on the traditional platforms that we know nowadays. So websites and uh, YouTube and, and Pinterest and all these other things. But no one mentioned newsstands. And I think they're all missing a trick here. Well, and, and that is the opportunity that we're so stoked about, Paul, is the opportunity is still so in the, in the beginning infant stages that the next couple of years is going to be huge growth. Like I said, it's grown 400% in the last year, but really you ain't seen nothing yet, we believe. And so, you know, it will grow in so many different ways that you know we don't even really see now um and and we're really really excited about that um you know there's a lot of different ways in comics comic books all that kind of stuff that we're also engaging in as well um but the really ingenuity is king now the 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 main ways i mean that we're so excited i mean looking at it for from a game app as an example or even a utility app depending on what it is the the renewable income from a subscription based magazine is one of the things that excites us the most because people are willing to pay on a monthly subscriber subscriber so even if the magazine's only 297 a month and you're putting together some great content from your niche you know um in that way you're 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 maybe collecting content from c contributors you put it together and you put an editor's page together and that's all you're doing you also can sell advertising in that which is a huge Huge opportunity and in income oh, as well. Yeah, so Apple can't take a cut of that right. advertising revenue. That's uh, right, right. I'm sure they'll find a way. I'm sure they'll well, find a way to. <laughs> well, there's about there's a bunch of different ways you can actually advertise in it because that is one way where you can actually just sell advertising space and it costs you nothing to create a page, and yet you can sell that page for thousands and thousands of dollars. I mean, so so that's one way, but also you can also use in-app purchases as well as another another way to be able to create income because in the magazines you can do in-app purchases up to $999. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, so let's yeah. let, let's um so let's follow this through then. So I've yeah. got it clear in my own mind in terms of how we, we actually produce this magazine. We go yes, into the, the back end system and uh, we upload our content. I guess that's like cut and paste and, and build. Is, uh, is there a review by Apple then when we yes. publish that PDF? Does, yes. does it need to meet some kind of Apple criteria? 
Yes, they check it out just like they do other other apps. They you know they they check in to make sure it doesn't crash and and everything else. However, they're really great to work with on the magazine side. Um, number one, it it usually takes a little bit less time. Um, and number two, you know, they, they tell you exactly what's wrong. And so, we, you know, we have a service department that's there for all of our members. So if a member gets, um, you know, um, not approved um, and sent rejected and sent back, um, you know, we're able to work with them as well to make sure that, you know, whatever it is that stopped it is fixed and prevented from happening again. And we move forward and, and then they, they, um, they approve it. So it, it has been a different process. I know I've been hearing a lot in the app space of, of very, very finicky reviews and a lot oh, of yeah. apps just being rejected from... Tell me about it, Len. I, I know. No, I've built 80 apps. So, so. I've built 80 apps and I have had, uh, I would say, about 20 rejected uh, over the years uh, from Apple. And uh, sometimes they work with you, but more often than not, you get this very bog standard response saying, uh, you know, we have a high level uh, to achieve. Oh, really? And, yeah, oh, yeah. So oh. you get this, um, oh. it, yeah. Yeah, it's really, um, uh, and uh, yeah, we've had uh, some previous guests, uh, like I'm thinking uh, Gabriel Macherette, who talks about ASO, and uh, he, he was explaining, you know, the, the just the I guess the manual um, process and how it can just differ depending on who you get. So, uh, yeah, that's why I was interested in the mag the, the magazine, the newsstand uh, review process. And if it's yeah. easier, then that's great. Well, and, 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 you know, that's an interesting thought because we really hadn't thought about it in that way. And we haven't had anybody that was rejected for quality sakes whatsoever. And it, because it's content, as long as you're giving proper content and you're not trying to pull the wool as, as it were, you know, it's, it's good content. It's a niche. They they approve them. I mean, now there there's things that go on with you know it's a glitch or it's this or it's that, and they reject it, and then all of a sudden we turn it back. We whatever it is, we we make sure it's fixed and and put it right back, and they approve it. There's not. So do, there's not do people actually? So I'm I'm gonna uh, try. I'm trying to understand this process because it's just so exciting. So I'm yeah. yeah I, I know that I know the audience is like you know really uh, getting excited about the whole prospect of uh, just launching this. Uh, does it need a developer account to? Yes. Yes. Right. And, yes, and is does. that your developer account or is that something that we own? That's something. In fact, all our members own everything that they have. Um, even their content is kept in the uh, Amazon S3 account that we get you to open. So so that it's not on us in that we have your content and we have control. We don't, you know, we don't want control in that way. And, and as an on entrepreneur we understand how frustrating that can be so we make sure that you know it's always kept in the control of of the member you know and yeah. of the entrepreneur in that way um so it's their own developer account and and they have access to it we don't have access to it unless that person you know gave us access to go in and do something for them or that type of idea so it's you know it's not and and like i said too all of what all of what the whole process right from start to finish is covered in training including marketing and monetization and the app launch we have the largest training in the world. I haven't seen anything come even remotely close. Right now, we have over 90 videos in it that are all tutorial-based. You know, they're, they're bite-sized. They're not like an hour long each. <laughs> you know, it's, it, it's not going to take you a year to go through it. But, but you know, some of them are, are anywhere from 7 minutes to 12 minutes, that type of idea. But it gets right down as very tactical where you're not left alone. And then in the back end, we have, you know, our support and service that is there. Um, you, you know, you put a ticket in and, you know, within 24 hours, you get an answer back and someone helping you through your issue. So really then, as indie app developers listening to this, where we've uh, clearly a lot of us have focused our time and effort on the app store, 
uh, that's becoming, as you say, a matured marketplace. And yeah. so this is something where we can take uh, the various bits of content that we learn from you to gather from uh, other places. Maybe it's in different uh, hobbies that we have or passions that we, we pursue. Uh, and then we create a news uh, magazine and uh, then use your process to build that, uh, get a PDF, then use our app developer account to submit that PDF to Apple. It gets reviewed, then gets uh, uploaded into the uh, newsstand and then is there for sale and can be a subscription-based or a free magazine with advertising. Bob's your uncle. The only thing, the only difference I would make is the PDF spot. Actually, what our system does is create and turns the PDF or, or the design, you know, in, inside into a binary code. So it's the binary code that you copy and paste and then you put into your, your Apple account, your uh, developer account, sorry. Um, so there's a specific binary code that our system spits out for you in the end. You just copy and paste that, go into your iTunes, your um, developer account and you put it in there and, and then the, it's put into, that's how you put into Apple. So, so it, it does very similar to other app, app um, creators out there, but the only thing is, is our, our builder only creates newsstand apps. Yeah, because I'm almost thinking of uh, there's been some successful companies. Uh, let's take the examples of AppCelerator, AppCelerator.com. Uh, they produce uh, some software called Titanium Studio. Right. And that helps uh, produce uh, cross-platform apps. And I think the last count that I read was uh, they had about a half a million developers using that platform. So, wow. you know, if you're, if you're creating this, uh, this system to uh, help uh, help us you know like like titanium studio produce a binary code that then goes into apple and we don't have to worry about all the mechanics of it we just as non-app developers we can almost use that and uh, build these uh, magazines get the binary code then use that to submit to apple and yep. uh, yeah yeah that i can really see that this could take off in, in such a big way like these other platforms have for the app market yeah, well, definitely. And, and you know, the funny thing is, is it's branching off in, in a, a bunch of different ways that, you know, with byproducts and so forth, even in, in verticals of or, or demographics of people that are interested because of the uses. A magazine is not one, one use and that's it. I mean, there's just, it's creativity. How many different, I mean, my, my partner's wife, uh, my business partner's wife just actually launched, uh, went live this morning, I believe, or yesterday morning, um, a crochet magazine called Happily Hooked. And and it's a magazine all about crocheting. And um, I can't remember what the, the price, I think it's $2.97 a month. But I mean, if you look at the, the income that can be derived just off the subscriptions alone, it's extremely profitable. We did a podcast with uh, one of our members, uh, Dennis Crosby, who has five magazines out at the time that we were podcasting. And what he does is he researches a niche finds a niche with a problem that isn't being solved and puts a magazine that solves it in there and outsources all his content and everything to a uh, virtual assistant. So everything's looked after. He does, it's just the old marketing like an ebook thing. And he, in his podcast, he was telling us that he's averaging anywhere from 60 to to $100 a day organic traffic only uh, for each magazine. And so, so, so here's the business idea then for people listening, then uh, tu tuning into this podcast. Uh, we typically talk about the app store, but clearly uh, what I'm almost visualizing now is if someone's listening to this and they want to, uh, as you say, uh, produce an income stream, then they could be the uh, a person building this for other content creators. So they could actually approach uh, the people I was talking about, you know, the current content creators and say, look, I'll, I'll do this for you. I will get you uh, all your content 
um, I will repackage it into a magazine and put that into the newsstand. And uh, then they use your system to uh, do that. They outsource to a virtual uh, assistant, all the, the nitty gritty. Uh, and there's their business. They become like a, a third party uh, creator of uh, newsstands for uh, current content creators who are not going to take the, you know, the use of this. Yeah, yeah. Paul, you're right. I mean, there are done-for-you type services out there already that are starting to brew, um, but nothing that that is really majorly rocking out there. There's so much room for, for not only the done for you type of stuff, but also um, for coaching. You know, those, those that actually get into the market now, find out the, the intricacies of the market and the, and the, and the challenges and, and get them beat, can also have a really great coaching or consulting business of helping other people's magazines get on or helping other people to do this as well. So there's, I mean, it really comes down to the same type of thing we were talking about before is ingenuity. You know, uh, there's new ways that can be bred from this that we don't even know yet because it's so new. Well, I was just thinking that in all the episodes we've done so far that, you know, we've not one men once mentioned newsstand. And I just feel that we've, we're absolutely missing out here. And, you know, there's, there's obviously a, a lot of focus on the App Store. And it's just great to kind of have you, Len, bring us uh, up to date with really what's happening with newsstand and giving us, you know, these tools to go ahead and uh, use and, and get content on there and, and start to get get in early before the, the masses uh, pick up on this so how best can we before we say goodbye uh, how best could, can we uh, reach out to you and uh, I guess get on your courses and start using this well, yeah, we've got a lot of, um, if you go to appzinemachine.com, and that's just app, A-P-P, zine, Z-I-N-E, and machine, so it's appzinemachine.com. If you go there, our blog actually has a ton of great information um, that people can learn more with. And off of our regular we you know, website, appzinemachine.com, if you go there and just click through to find out more information, we do have a 33-minute video presentation that tells you all about the industry, what's going on, and really lays out the opportunity in a really nice way. So that people can, you know, this was great information, but they may want to dive in a little bit more more and learn the, the finer points. They can do that with no pressure that way. And then at the same time, we have, uh, we have some special pricing and so forth that, uh, that are on, is in there for them that they can check out when they do that. So I would suggest that they start you know, researching, doing some due diligence, finding out about that market. Um, it is a very unique timing with it. Um, you know, some of, the, some of the other stuff I'm just going to list off really quickly to close it off with, some, uh, with a bang. Right. <laughs> are some stats that that just bowl us over um and and you'll know from podcast and from blogs and so forth how how this first stat is just unbelievable and that is that the average time spent in a, a mobile magazine is anywhere from 43 minutes to two and a half hours that is the average time spent is that per day how much effort would you have? that's just the, the average time when they oh, actually sorry. go and okay, do right. the time spent yeah and 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 to do that on a website, I personally don't know of a website that has a two and a half hour, web, um, you know, um, average time spend other than maybe um, YouTube, that type of idea. So the type of engagement that you're going to be getting with your customer, as long as it's quality content, is far outweighing what people are getting off of online. It's, it's a much different customer because as we mentioned before, when you look at the psychology of a magazine, the advertising is not 
shoved at you. It's not push advertising. It's advertising that two-thirds of mobile magazine readers are asking for more of. They want more advertising because if you think of, you know, I, I like martial arts. If I pick up a martial arts magazine or if I subscribe to it, the advertising is not a, an intrusion. It's welcome. In fact, I probably read the ads and spend more time engaging in the advertising in a magazine than I do even the content. And that's the biggest, biggest, juiciest bonus benefit that's going on right now with this because a, a newsstand app, a magazine app, has that same ego feel for a person in that, number one, getting content's easier for the ego side, but number two, you can build your authority in the market very easily and be able to engage that customer for longer periods. In an app game, can you imagine the average time spent in a, in a game app, 43 minutes? Well, yeah. Your game got, would be a lot more I've got more a few successful. apps that the average time is about uh, six seconds. And uh, we've had some we've had yeah, some founders yeah. on here that say you know like the worst thing is trying to onboard people onto their app because they they just do not want to read anything they just want to get straight into the app so you know all these instructions uh, they and uh, terms they just absolutely skip over and uh, will be you know you are lucky yeah. you lose about fifty percent of the people I think for every step that you take to get them into the app and so we we have such a short uh, attention and and that is a phenomenal statistic you're absolutely right let's let's face it Len I mean you know podcasts are, there's about a billion subscribed uh, I think there's a billion subscriptions to podcasts right now so clearly people are moving away from radio and from that media going on to podcasts because they're looking for content that is relevant to them and the same for the yeah. magazines yeah yeah and the newsstand just packages it up in a beautiful little you know, gift wrapped thing that they're they're focusing on and bringing people to. There's about three hundred thousand downloads of issues every day right now. So I mean, it is a growing market, but nowhere near like the other side of the iOS you know island of the app side. The competition just is not what here. You mean right there's now. not an, it's So not, yes, it's a different. Are you business. telling me there's not about ten hundred Flappy Bird magazines? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. You know, and, and, and I, I really, I get people, you know, go onto an iPad. If you don't have one, get it from a friend, go onto the newsstand, think about your passions, your hobbies, what magazines you would love to be able to have and check the subject matter out. Check the categories out. You'll be surprised. Is it just iOS, Len? You're is gonna, it, uh, or, yeah, so it's yes. just, okay. right now, right now it is, um, Apple has about 81 or 83% of the tablet market right now, and they have created a system that really truly works. They've got over 500 million credit cards on, you know, stat, uh, in in their in their data banks so that, you know, people who read these magazines, if they want to subscribe or if they want to buy an in-app in purchase, they just need to tap, remember. So the magazines are a much different animal than than a normal app in that way. So with the Android market, I'm hoping and I talk about this every day. I'm hoping that it turns around and they can create a sustainable working marketplace that people spend money in. But right now, for magazines, they haven't done so. Neither has Amazon. Um, Amazon, it, it, you, they don't have a stand. You actually are fishing in among everybody else and all the other native apps. So all of a sudden, you're not found very well. Where Newsstand, they've created a marketplace where people are hungry for content. So as an entrepreneur or as an appreneur, <laughs> it, it is absolutely a perfect storm right now in that 
you know, if you're wanting to put content and build a real sustainable business that grows and grows and grows year to year and you build an asset that you can actually sell with, with loyal customers that subscribe and pay you every month, I haven't seen a better model with faster traction yet. Well, Len, it's one of the reasons why I love doing this podcast and uh, why I just you know cherish every time I get onto a, the microphone with a guest because we get gems like this that come out. It's been a terrific uh, episode. Um, you know, you, you've excited me in every way. Uh, there's a ton more questions, and so I feel like we need to get you back on. But uh, you know, in the time we have yeah. left, perhaps you could just uh, let us know uh, if we, if we people want to connect with you personally, or is it best to go through your website? You know, how best can we reach out to you? It's you know, I'm on LinkedIn as well, so people you know, Len Wright, W R I G H T, and 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 they can go that way. Um, but you know, the the site is probably the best way if they have questions and they're on the site. By all means, we have a questions tab, you know, that goes right into our service department and. You know, once they get into it, if they really have questions, I'm willing to meet on phone um, or on Skype with anybody and go over their questions and so forth as well. Our, our membership is is something that, you know, we really want to cultivate and our, our success really is dependent on everybody else's success. So we want to be able to build as many different edges or advantages um, as possible for our membership than over anybody else. So that must mean also the service end and and being available and attainable and and so you know if anybody wants to reach out if they go to the site and actually reach out and say they want to talk to me um you know they can email right off that questions tab well len it just leaves me to say thank you very much for joining us on the app guy podcast it's been a real pleasure of mine personally to uh, have this great content and uh, I, I can't thank you enough for being so open and transparent and sharing this, this wonderful resource with us well, thank you, Paul, for having me on, and um, I'm willing any time. It was, it was a true pleasure. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode. If you want to be a guest on the show or suggest someone, then please send an email to info at onemob.com. The App Guy Podcast. 